to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. It was my fault. We found a plane, a beach craft in the jungle. It was, it was lodged in the canopy. So I, I would have gone up, but, but I, my leg was hurt. So he, there was a radio inside. We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're, we're so lost. We need to come back. We're also rewatching <laughs> ABC's classic series, Lost. It was a TV series back in the On 2005s. the ABCs. On the ABCs and whatnot. And whatnot. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back here as we usually are, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. For show. With our amazing collection of chatters. We have Woo-hoo. Joel and Angel and Michael. And Elise just joined us and for Elise. the first time. Hello, so Elise. welcome. Uh, welcome, Elise. Yes. For Elise. I, isn't that a song? I, don't I have know. no idea. Uh, but, uh, I'm sure she does. Enough, enough. We're enough talk, about the ch- We're here to talk about Lost. We're here to talk about tech Lost. issues aside. Tech issues aside. We, we had our own hatch with the door that wouldn't open. But we, oh, we, there was no handle. We opened it. Um, but uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, run over our spoiler policy, Emery? Okay. So normally we're huge fans of spoilers. They really – we like them. We bring them on whenever our show's live. But since literally everything that could possibly have been aired about Lost has already been aired, we're trying to stay pure to the episode that we are currently watching. Mm-hmm. So if we hit on something that may or may not come up in the future, you can say that may or may not come up in the future or if we're like completely out out of left field don't tell us we want to learn that stuff on our own just like everybody did back in the early 2000s so i don't know we're going back 10 years yeah so basically we're trying you can you can you can say something like uh Locke's going to have a really hard time keeping people's trust. But don't say Locke's going to have a really hard time keeping people's trust because he's he a lying Boone. liar. He killed Boone. And he's a lying I blame liar. you, John Locke. It's all you, John Locke. It wasn't Boone's heroism. It wasn't even the plane It wasn't in even the, the heroin. <laughs> it, it wasn't the heroin. It wasn't the plane in the tree. It was John Locke. You might as well have put a I have, bullet to his. I have theories temple. on that. Do you? I do. Interesting. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, do the uh, rhyming episode summary real quick, and then we'll hear those theories. Absolutely. And more. And more. Locke confesses some of his schemes. Jack starts a fight while popping his seams. The doctor naps while two men take a walk. They say it's for tech, but they just need to talk. Will Shannon explode like a hater should? Locke keeps some secrets for the greater good. The greater good! Ah. Dean! What'd you think, Amory? Um, I liked this one. Uh, unlike last episode where the flashback made me just go... <laughs> This one I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you made a really good connection for it, so that makes me happy because mm-hmm. I didn't quite make the connection, but it made sense. Yeah. Like, it seemed to still fit in very beautifully to me. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I did too. <laughs> I, I definitely did too. It wasn't my favorite No, ever, not my favorite by any stretch. But I thought it was a really solid episode. I, I will say before we get started, Joel from Portland in the chat room says, this is my first time hearing you guys talk about the show I've watched twice, and he's biting his nails. Don't bite your nails. Don't bite your nails. That's dirty. It, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's dirty. It's that it's bad for your teeth because your, your nails are pr- pretty hard. 
Meh. Okay. Anyway. Bite your nails, Joel. Bite your nails, Joel. Okay. But uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight uh, concerning the episode was sort of the idea of of, uh, enemy combatants. Uh, The gets brought up in this episode. You know, they say, you know, we'll arrest her Mm -hmm. as an enemy combatant. Uh, Saeed kind of falls in with with a bunch of enemy combatants. And uh, like I've mentioned before uh, with this series, it really, it is a product of its time, especially the Saeed story. It constantly calls mm-hmm. to mind the the post nine eleven cl- climate, like the way the country was right. a few years right after nine eleven happened. Yeah, I, and, and you saw a ton of stories like this in the news, like exposés and stuff in the news, and you still do, really. You really do. I, I mean, I hear this American Life on NPR, like they do do a story like this every year. It yeah, seems this- like. But, you know, these stories where the government uh, finds somebody who either has a weakness or wants to gain something Mm. and pushes them to either encourage terrorism or become terrorists themselves to where they wouldn't have... Otherwise. Otherwise. Right. And uh, what's the the legal term for that? I'm trying to... Entrapment? Entrapment, yeah. Woo, look at me knowing a word. Entrapment, double indemnity, double jeopardy, I don't know. All sorts of things I don't understand. All sorts of business that shouldn't be happening, I speak entertainment. And and you got to feel for Saeed here because, you know, I mean, he he has his reasons that he does it. And it's not like he's really kept in touch with this guy. But at the same time, it's like... I I, I did think it was interesting when Saeed hit the mosque. Mm Mm-hmm. I, you know, for, for prayer time, uh, he was the only man there not wearing that prayer hat thing. I think it's called a kufi. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, I, I thought it was a great visual indicator. Uh, it said it very visually that he – and I mean we, the audience, knew. But it said visually that he was an outsider. He mm-hmm. didn't belong it here. It drew attention to him. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I just thought that was a cool, nice little cinematic way to kind of set him apart from everyone else in the mosque. Right. I, now, uh, I, I did – again, I thought – I thought it was really sad that because Hassan, I think. Hassan? Hassan? I have no idea. I, I, I believe was uh, Saeed's friend's name. I uh, wouldn't have done anything, I don't think. I think he would have just like busted out of there and left the uh, tree cutting circle, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, if it wasn't for Saeed's pro- prodding. So I, yeah. in, in many, many ways, his blood is totally – Saeed's hands yeah. are stained with his blood. Absolutely. And, uh, probably brings up a lot of guilt for him too. I, I'm sure he probably carries a lot of that with him. I'm sure. Exactly. He and you know he doesn't get a chance to mourn that death. Uh, Michael in the chat room, by the way, says Isam. 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 Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I, I must have misheard it, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I kind of wonder though if maybe Saeed fell for Shannon so quickly, and it, maybe he was a little too over the top about it. I in this episode, which I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he realized that Nadia was out of his reach maybe forever, and even if he found her, may- maybe what he did to get there, uh, may- maybe he just wouldn't have been able to have a healthy relationship because he re- he knew his friend died so he could get right. to her. So so I think maybe he kind of just like goes all in Shannon because uh, – <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't mean – I all in on <laughs> Shannon. No, um, no. <laughs> Step away, from the, Step away from the statement. Uh, but he goes all in on Shannon because he, he realizes that even if he does get back to the mainland, <laughs> he won't have a successful relationship with Nadia. Okay, and Emery's still laughing. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. I got this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> quick note, though. Um, it, well, first of all, what do you think about that? Um, maybe. I, I mean, I can, mm-hmm. I can see that a bit. Um, but he was still carrying around her picture. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago. <laughs> it's just reached the chat room. <laughs> it's just reached the chat room. Sorry, guys. Um, 
I kind of think he just clung to somebody. Like, they're on an island. They're going to cling to people. The yeah. fact that this is really between them and Charlie and Claire is the only real ships that have happened. Yeah. <laughs> ships that have passed in the night. Um, Somewhere It's actually kind, yeah, kind of surprising to me. I would have expected a little bit more, especially, you know, before they thought they were stuck there stuck there Mm -hmm. that there would have been a little bit more action of sorts um i'm sure we'll get there i'm sure we're still in season one we're still in month one really (laughs) so there's that i don't know i I don't know i don't don't know know. i got nothing okay emory doesn't know okay uh one quick note uh before we move on i I just wanted to mention that they they did this little like drum sound like this uh when uh what's his name assam uh pulls the gun out mm-hmm. and points it at straight saeed that i believe is an exact musical cue from the twilight zone which i know this show mm-hmm. takes a lot of influence from mm-hmm. so i just thought that was kind of cool that it just it, you, you know that little like percu- percussive drumming sound yeah. like you know that sort of thing yeah. uh it happens yeah, when he pulls one. the gun out so yeah. i thought that was kind of fun okay uh anything from the chat room memory lol 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 well michael lucero also says this episode and the next are all about setting up the finale oh, okay Sorry. and angel says uh he's super conflicted during the episode I, I felt bad for him yes and yeah both in the in the modern day and in the the past like because uh, i think he was mm-hmm. conflicted about Locke too i have some thoughts on that later. oh yeah but uh you wanted to talk about uh the plane the plane, the plane. okay so i'm glad that saeed believed that it was an accident and that Locke didn't do any didn't physically do anything to intentionally make the plane fall and Boone get hurt but I think he might have been a little wrong go with me here okay so Locke admits that he's the one who knocked Saeed out and smashed the transmitter the first week they were there we know that he did this because he believes that there is something special about the island because, well, he can walk. So that's kind of a big deal with his, uh, you know, Not battle walking. scar. Um, so Locke, we also know, has this connection to the island and it speaks to him. The island helps him know how to proceed with things and reveals itself over time. Could the island have been responsible for the plane falling? Hmm. The island led them to it for a specific reason, which we still don't know because it wasn't for Mother Mary's heroine. Yeah. There, there wasn't for that. Could it have been for the radio? When will Charlie find that heroine? When will Charlie that find sweet, that? sweet, sweet heroine. Um, that's a lot of sweet, sweet heroin there. Um, could the island have been responsible for the plane falling? The island led them there specifically, possibly to kill Boone because he wanted to tell people about the hatch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe they were led there and, you know, the island made suddenly Locke couldn't walk because of <laughs> Locke couldn't walk because <laughs> of all of the sorts of, you know, reasons. And Boone has to climb up there. He finds this working radio. Well, that's the opposite of what the island and Locke want. So possibly. Um, when Boone told Locke that there was a working radio because I believe he yelled out the window or something like Locke knew it was there and that it functioned. Perhaps Locke wished and hoped and, you know, thought with all of his heart of hearts that something would happen to that radio so that they couldn't be rescued. And so the island Mm -hmm. and Locke's connection thing and crashed it. That is not the most (laughs) far-fetched theory that has ever been said about this show. So there's that. Yeah, I I, I will say that I I don't think at this point, though, I don't think Locke's intentions are to keep them on the island. I think he just wants to... But he did at that point, at the last point. 
Yeah. At, when he was smashing Saeed's thing. Yeah, but, but that was because he thought he was going about it the wrong way because he thought he was leading the group into danger, grasping at this straw the same way he's complaining about the raft because he feels like they're, it's, it's a death ship and yeah. they're, they're going to go out there and they're going to die. And then if they ever do get rescued, these people are going to be dead. Yeah. You know, although something I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you I, on the uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on, on your point here. Okay. Um, I, I respect it. Okay. Uh, but I you do, can see where it came from. Yeah, I, I do think, though, that the vision that Locke had that led them to the plane, mm-hmm. sort of where Boone was all bloody and busted and everything, I think that maybe should have given him some pause, more pause than it did, and maybe made him... That or maybe try and leave Boone behind, but I mean, then again, he probably figured, well, I have to do it the way the island told me to. Exactly, the the island is already telling him. Um, over in the chat room, Joel says, "What if the hatch is just mountains of heroin? That was just a delivery." <laughs> <laughs> um, Full and of sweet, sweet heroin. Sweet, sweet heroin. And Angel says, "The one thing that was interesting that I caught on the radio from the previous episodes is that the guy on the radio said that there was no survivors of Flight 815, or it's." sounded like that Mm -hmm. so there's that very interesting yes um and uh then michael lucero says that uh Locke says something very interesting about boone's death in the finale just wait see that's an appropriate spoiler that's okay yeah yeah Yeah. that's a good spoiler not a over the line but speaking of Locke, speaking of john Locke, i kind of wanted to discuss Locke's adaptability okay Uh, you know uh uh, saeed's uh calls it out during their adventure he's like uh uh, do you trust or Mm -hmm. does that earn me trust and then he says that earns you adaptability right and i i really think you know saeed has it right on here if Locke has a superpower Mm -hmm. the adaptability that's the superpower yeah he's constantly able to pivot uh you know it's kind of like neo in the matrix where he's like leaning Mm -hmm. between the bullets like don't hit me with the bullets i'm john Locke jelly arms and uh, you, you know, put that in the episode titles. I, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you know, so I, he's he's constantly able to pivot. He's very adaptable. I I, I think his confession at mm-hmm. the beginning of the These episode. These are my confessions. But where he tells everyone about the plane and his part in Boone's death and everything was another example of this adaptability. I think he he showed up from hanging out out at the hatch or whatever, realized that things were going south and that he probably looked really really bad. Especially Especially if Boone was dead. Yeah. Uh, so he decided to at least tell most of the truth. Uh, but, but uh, so, you know, I, I think the confession, while it was good, it positive, mm-hmm. I, I think. I don't think it was coming from the proper place. Okay. I, I think it was coming more from a sort of survival sort, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, while, while Saeed decides to save uh, Locke because of this adaptability, that's why he stopped Shannon from shooting him because he, he might be the one to get them off the island. Well, he says that too, yeah. Yeah. It, but he thinks he's the only way that they're going to survive. Exactly. But it, while he does do that because of the adaptability, Lot can't count on this admiration for his adaptability moving forward, I don't think. Because, you know, Jack has very publicly come out against him. Uh, come out against Locke and told Locke that, you know, or told people Locke's a liar. Don't trust Locke. Right. And anytime something goes wrong, oh, Locke did it. Locke did it. Oh, I got drugged by Kate. Locke did it. You know. <laughs> 
Even though she said she did it and locked in it. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to need to start being very, very straight with people if he hopes to save them. Because if, if he finds a way off the island and he's like, come on, guys. He's start- it's going to be the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, he well, he's building a world where they're not going to trust him. Right. They're, they're going to think, oh, are you going to kill us just like you killed Boone? Or you cause our death just like you caused Boone's because of your weird mystical connection with the island and the smoke monster and everything? So, yeah, those are my thoughts on Locke's adaptability. like it. like uh, it. Any, anything uh, over in the chat room here? Uh, Michael Lucero says, Locke is a character that people either love or hate. He's probably my favorite television uh, character ever. Noise. Which, uh, he's, he's a good character. Good times. He's a good very times. good character. Uh, okay, so Shannon. Shannon. And her behavior, reaction throughout this entire episode. How Shannon got her mood back. How Shannon got her mood back. I don't blame her one lick for the way that she behaved. You don't? I actually don't. Mm -hmm. Let's go through this. Okay. Because obviously you do. (laughs) Um, She has been through a lot in the past month. Beginning with the trick she played on Boone with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. to their encounter in Sydney before the plane. They had SEX. They did. It's icky. Um, To being in a plane crash. (laughs) Like everybody – like we just sort of glance over that now. But they were still in a giant plane crash. Like – things are happening Mm -hmm. um to trying to figure out where she stood um where her and boone stood as siblings and you know as people Mm -hmm. and now shannon is just like i need like that was her rock really and because she's one of the few people on the island who has family yeah she had family and now that family is gone Mm -hmm. and so she just wants revenge for boone's death come hell or high water she wants some sort of something to happen Mm. because her rock is now gone see i'd I'd say it's not really a thirst for honest or at least no not necessarily honest revenge but But, some sort of a reaction yeah my my read on it is that it's not like a a pure like i will avenge those who i loved no not at all uh, or whatever i think it's more that she feels guilty because it seemed like she was trying to position herself far away from boone and maybe try and like get the power players in the group against boone Uh, oh her, her talk with Saeed on the beach, yeah. uh, you know, where she was like, you know, dropping all these weird things about Boone and, you know, maybe wouldn't it be nice if we were on this island and he wasn't here? Uh, that sort of thing. That's, but that's not what she said. She said, as long as he's here, mm-hmm. it's a situation well, or there is going to it's going to be difficult. Well, look how quick she was to have Saeed try and take out Locke this episode like I kind of thought kind of got the impression she might be prepping him to like take care of Boone and and I I mentioned this last week I could see that episode that you know that you know there was definitely it it felt like it felt like she was trying to pivot away from him and maybe possibly push him away from the group so she could live without all that stress and I feel like her violent reaction in this episode Mm. is partly feeling guilty because she's like oh i caused this by having these negative thoughts about him okay then that's kind of how i read it yep not me Mm -mm. (laughs) nope not at all okay because okay well 
moving with some of my other points with it is that most people have some way to grieve Mm -hmm. when someone so close to them dies. They have family. They have friends. They have familiar surroundings. They can reminisce and share stories and drink lots and lots and lots of alcohol Mm -hmm. to mourn and to get over that. And Shannon doesn't have anything. She has the fact that she wasn't even there when he died to say goodbye. Like there was no goodbye. She doesn't get that goodbye, which – you know, messes with people. Mm-hmm. And um, she's someone who has a really hard time with her feelings and her emotions anyway and doesn't know how to properly show them to anyone. Um, she's looking for a way to grieve and her way of grieving was getting that – is part of that getting that revenge, seeing mm-hmm. something happen from it because for once she's tired of standing by and letting life just sort of go, especially yeah. on the island and mm-hmm. not just sitting there painting her toes. But so she turns to the one person that she trusts on the island and asks him to do something, which apparently I can't type properly. It said go something. Um, and he lets her down. And this just flips her sanity switch mm-hmm. and makes her go and get the gun that how did she know where the guns were? I get that she knew where the, yeah, the was, key was. I, I don't know how she knew where the guns I were. Couldn't remember, I couldn't remember her ever being around when Jack was putting the guns away, for sure. I, I'm interpreting something that Joel's saying and it's feeling very spoilery. Okay. Don't interpret it. Don't I don't want to interpret it but it's there um don't do it i'm not gonna do it um but yeah so she just sort of goes crazy because she has no other way to grieve mm-hmm. at all yeah and i i can see that too like i i, I just I think it was because my read on her statements to Saeed in that campfire right. scene last week kind of – I came into this episode thinking that something was going to happen like that. I came in like a But yeah, I don't know where she, how she knew about the guns either. Exactly. Uh, I, Michael Lucero says they actually addressed Shannon Excellent. knowing about the guns in the future in a future season. Excellent. That's, I'll that's take good it. good to know. Uh, anything else from, fun from the chat room here before oh, we take our break? Okay. Let's see. Uh, Joel says, I just realized while watching Locke wash his shirt that it was white to start out with but that red brown color going forward has always stemmed from boone's blood oh because mm. it is sort of like that gray or not gray like khaki yeah the brownish oh khaki-ish. ew yeah and angel says as uh, she said she does love boone in a way so losing him must have been super difficult and she's expressing her grief as anger looking for something to blame yes uh good stuff good stuff from the chat room wait, oh wait there was another one Hold on. Michael Lucero, you might say Boone was Shannon's black rock. Mm. Uh That sounds like it could be spoiler too. Let's move along. Moving right along. Let's move along. Okay, so uh, first up, we love iTunes reviews. We love iTunes reviews. Show, if uh, if you go and leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on the show. Mm -hmm. No one did this week. No one did this week. No one has for the past few weeks. Which, yeah, so get on that, folks. Um, But, you know, while we're sitting around waiting for your iTunes reviews, we revised... Our Patreon. Amber, yes, you want to tell them a little bit about the, the improvements to our Patreon? Okay, so we have made some significant improvements to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, we're still working on a few others, but hey, there you go. Um, we have noticed that Patreon has updated some things. Your donations must start at $1, not $0.10. Mm-hmm. Cents. That's still not that much, guys. Still not that much. Uh, for a dollar, you're going to get all of Bill's books and screenplays and our undying love. For $5 or more a month, We will personally thank you on every single episode of our shows. 
Which brings us to this fantastic list. Yes, if you want to be a member of the Extreme Exclusive Extreme. Five, $5 Star Patrons Club, anyone giving us $5 or more a month on Patreon, get over there to Patreon, and we'll give you the address in a minute, but right now we want to thank Jason Ritter, Becca Baca, Angel, Kelsey, Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, and Lisa Babic. You guys And are, Hope Molinox. And Hope Molinox. It was on the next page. Sorry about that. I hadn't <laughs> scrolled down enough. But you guys are the, the dreamers the cream of, of dreams the crop. and the wing the wind beneath our wings. You are the wind. And you're members of the exclusive five dollar star patrons club. We should, like, make a song for it. We should. We totally. Should. Um, but some other things that we have that we've changed. $10 or more, give us a topic, and we'll talk about it on our newly retooled Universe Box podcast. More new, details coming soon. There is a new Universe Box podcast coming. Absolutely. $25 or more, you'll be a guest on that new podcast. And we're going to write you a personal letter, which will probably be a thank you for mm-hmm. being on our podcast. If you feel like we are absolutely fantastic and awesome and want to pledge $50 or more a month, we will record a special edition podcast with you as our guest about anything you want. Rhyming summary included. Yes, definitely. And uh, we also have the rewards here a little bit. We'll just we run did. through them real quick. Uh, you do it because I can't find them. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. I, I, uh, so uh, we, we dip down below the bi, uh, bi-weekly movie commentary yes. goal. So that's still there. $200 a month. We'll get us there. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to the um, – Then uh, for at 300 uh, we'll record a live streamed instant reaction for Once Upon a Time. That's right. So Greetings like, is gone, but we could still have instant reaction episodes. Yeah, just which will probably be Facebook Live micro things, micro. And uh, for five hundred bucks, we'll, we're going to produce a how-to series on podcasting and fan casting to teach mm-hmm. you everything we know about it. Mm-hmm. Everything uh, we make te- up every week, technical, philosophical, etc., etc., etc. And uh, for seven hundred, um, uh, we'll do another show. Yeah, we'll create another show with you based help. on what you'd like to see from us. And then uh, at a thousand. If we get to $1,000, we will do a live Universe Box event here in Orlando. Uh, you know, all details, TBD, but we'll have a big party. We'll live stream it. We'll have you down. It'll be a lot of fun. But right now, we are well away from that goal. We are far away from that goal. We we are uh, at $118 per month right now. It's dipped a little bit over the summer, which is mm-hmm. normal uh, for fan casters yes. like us. Uh, 26 patrons. We love each and every one of you, but we love the people in the $5 club a little bit more. If you want to be loved or loved more go to <laughs> patreon.com slash universe box and, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside outside okay. outside west side west side okay uh so before we get back to our main discussion as normal as, as normal. usual uh we're gonna hear from our lost expert michael lucero to see what he thought about this episode and any insights non-spoilery he might want to share take it away michael The low rumble of a podcast breaks the crisp fall air as a flash of red streaks down the maple-dappled Vermont highway. The laptop hums as it downloads the latest episode of We're So Lost, and the iPod sinks all 47 megabytes onto its 16-gigabyte capacity. The smooth-talking podcast host offers a bewitching blend of taste, comfort, and commentary. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Hey! Uh, I do really like this episode, and I feel like it very easily keeps my attention and interest. But there's not really as much for me to really say about it. I feel like it's fairly straightforward, filled mostly with character drama and the playing out of several consequences of earlier plot elements. 
Yeah, uh, Michael, I will stop you there and just say that I kind of had that issue with it, too. Like, I, I, I felt like I had a really hard time finding things to say about this episode, which I normally don't. I mean, I, I take four pages mm-hmm. of notes on every episode at least. But, yeah, yeah, I kind of felt that. Did you feel that, Emory? A little bit, yeah. A little a bit. Bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flashback is pretty tragic, and I think it adds a bit of dimension to Saeed's character. We learn that even though he's basically a good guy, he does have a very ruthless and kind of dark side that can come out when he's backed into a corner or has to do something for a loved one. I really like him despite his capacity for violence. He's a really interesting mix of hardness and softness that I think is pretty unique in male characters in television. Uh, also, I said in my commentary for the episode special that I didn't think there were many characters in any medium that I find as annoying as Michael's girlfriend, Susan. Well, I do still think that's true. If there had to be a runner-up, it might be the American CIA agent in this flashback. Mm-hmm. She's just completely callous and immoral in a completely ins- unsympathetic way. She uses the same phrase Saeed uses in reference to the island situation, the greater good, but it's hard to see much good in anything she accomplishes, except in a completely abstract way. At least that's my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of the war on terror, but we don't really need to get into political issues like that. Uh, So we do also get an answer to another mystery, this time the question of who knocked out Saeed and destroyed the transceiver. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure you all had theorized Locke when it first happened. So great job at calling that pretty early early on. Uh, what else? I think Boone's funeral is pretty mu- uh, moving. Uh, Saeed's impromptu uh, eulogy uh, that he does that first Shannon's sake. And then Locke's confession. It's such a great moment, the way that everyone is staring at him, standing there alone with his clothing soaked in Boone's blood. It's slightly macabre, but very emotional moment, I think. Uh, Locke is still a bit calculating here, but I do really think that his remorse and guilt in this scene is very sincere. Uh, a few just really small moments that also made this moment memorable. Charlie calling the baby Termi- Turniped. Ah, Turniped! <laughs> as is Hurley trying to sing, sing to him and uh, Sawyer reading magazines to quiet him. And uh, even just the fact that it's Sawyer of all people... <laughs> who is able to soothe the baby. (laughs) And finally, I think it's worth noting the interesting consequences of Saeed's change of flight, uh, which was done so that he could Mm -hmm. claim Assam's body and give him a proper funeral. Uh, And it's this last-minute, seemingly chance change of plans uh, that ends up bringing him to the island, which kind of makes it seem like fate had a hand in things. But at the same time, it was also his own choice that put him on flight 815. So there's a tension there between the idea of fate and free will, which is uh, that tension is another big theme in Lost, one that doesn't really get explored much in depth till later seasons, but is definitely seeded very early on in the beginning of the show. So all in all, I think I'll give this episode 78 out of 87 of Locke's War Wounds. As always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. 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 Yeah, uh, Michael, that that's a really good point, though. Like, I, actually, that's something I was wondering about. Uh, mm-hmm. we, when they first offered him the plane ticket before yes. he was like, let's change dates, I was like, oh, is this like a government thing where they're, you know, this whole plane full of people they want to get oh. rid of for some reason or another? Is this going to turn into Jason Bourne lost uh, sort of situation? Well, I'm just going to jump and do my point that goes with that real quick. Okay. Because it's short. So at the very end of the flashback, we see them, you know, offer him this plane ticket that leaves in two hours. And he says that he wants to change it so he can claim the body and have a proper burial. But we don't get confirmation, at least not in this episode, that they accept it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to accept. They really had no reason to accept. And That's they made true. it very specific to say it was a ticket on an oceanic flight. Mm-hmm. 
So I actually assumed that they didn't change the flight Mm -hmm. and he had to go on this one. Interesting. Like, I, I got the implication that they accepted, but I, I, I don't, re- I'm, I don't but remember I'm a, if they said it outright. Yeah. They didn't say it. I mean, maybe I missed a head nod or something while <laughs> writing down a note, mm-hmm. but I just thought that was pretty... It was something that I noticed as well that they pointed all those little bits and bobbles, yes, kind of. Definitely. So there's that. Okay, over in the chat room, uh, Angel T says, What I've learned in fiction, whenever the greater good gets introduced, characters often end up doing shady things. Mm-hmm. Uh, very true. Uh, and then you want to read this next one from her? Um, she loves that Sawyer is the one who quieted the baby. Sawyer, the baby whisperer. The baby whisperer. Hush. Yeah, it, it, it was a fun scene. Good times. Fun scene. Uh, okay, I wanted to talk, and Michael mentioned this a little in his voicemail too, about the fact that Locke knocked his block. Oh. Uh, that that uh, Locke knocked out Saeed. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the revelation that Locke is the guy who knocked him out, and it makes a lot of sense. And in the long run, based on Locke's uh, justification for it, it was probably mm. a really smart move. Right. I, now, I feel like uh, when they both went, went out on their adventure that Saeed never intended to kill Locke I, from, from the get-go, despite what he might have told Shannon. I don't it, think he ever said it. Well, sorry. Until Locke confessed that he was the one who knocked him out. And then I think after that, mm-hmm. it was definitely on the table throughout that, the entire rest of that scene, even after Saeed pulled the gun away from him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think it basically flipped that switch for him because it was like, you know, you sabotage me. But I, I like that Saeed is smart enough to realize that despite what happened, Locke's logic was really solid. Mm-hmm. I, he wouldn't have been willing to have a conversation about it then. <laughs> he probably was leading them into danger and i mean when he found rousseau he was leading them into danger right uh you know so he's smart enough to know when somebody else is smarter uh, which i think think is a really fun aspect of saeed that i like a lot and mm-hmm. it, it was a crazy revelation to get that because i'd almost forgotten about it i know when it happened i was like didn't we already talk about because mm-hmm. we i think we part of us assumed it was russo yeah or whatever her name is yeah yeah we because that was the only person we didn't know so there you go uh, michael in the chat room says i'm pretty sure they did change his flight but it isn't stated outright i think maybe one of them nods or something when he demands it and so angel maybe, agrees that she got the vibe that they agreed to change flights. So okay maybe maybe so you did that. miss the nod i apparently did miss the nod while writing who agreed to this so. maybe you were nodding off maybe you were taking a nap i uh, know actually i don't think i was at that point however it is nap time at the island. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that around. Um, so I'm glad that Charlie and Sun were able to convince Claire that she needs some rest and to let somebody else watch the baby. It is beyond my motherly comprehension that this woman is up walking and all over crazy town um, after giving birth 24 hours ago. Like, y'all in a hospital, I didn't want to get up within 24 hours of why having did, a baby. Why did they have a blanket on the baby on a tropical island? Where because you don't want hot. him to get burnt. Oh, I guess that's true. That baby's skin is so, so delicate. She should actually be in the caves. I don't know why she's on the beach. That was actually my yeah. question because she did say to put the blanket on like his neck if he got hot, like because the baby's going to say something. Mm-hmm. Say- um, <laughs> but she says a lot. Um, but she does need to heal in order to be able to properly take care of her son. It's, you know, it's the classic: you can't take care of others if you can't take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a motherly thing. We don't do it. We we, we suck at it, to be honest. Um, however, Sawyer, the baby whisperer, I had it there before you you said it. So great minds. <laughs> um, 
I know that he grumbles, but he probably absolutely loves that it's his voice that calms this child down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically <laughs> means that he is going to be the one to instill a love of like reading and books <laughs> to this baby, which what? I think is awesome. And that's, again, another mommy moment that I can't help but have is that well, – I mean, so- uh, Sawyer seems kind of off put, but he also doesn't give a smart ass comment and then say he doesn't no. say no. Yeah, he could have said no, which is kind of his modus operandi at this point. Exactly, but he has he's never had any problem with Claire, mm-hmm. and really not much with Charlie either. I don't think so. What does it benefit him to say no? Mm-hmm. He's going to sit there reading anyway. This way, he's just reading aloud. A uh, Joel from Portland brings up a good point. He says Australians live in a country where everything is trying to kill them. Walking around after your baby is born is nothing that's true i guess very isn't true that? um um again with nap time though good job on kate because jack has needed sleep since they arrived on the island mm-hmm. and especially after he literally gave his blood to boone and then immediately went out in a storm to try and find Locke. Uh, Jack has never had a good sense of direction and being loopy and tired from the night before, this was an awful idea. So I love that she crushes up sleeping pills that she's (laughs) apparently been hoarding somewhere Mm -hmm. um, to knock Jack out. And you can definitely see a difference uh, even if just in his – the circles under his eyes that he is much more rested after being knocked out by Kate. Um, Although was it so wise to give the guy who had lost a lot of blood and was exhausted and like falling over already to give him sleeping pills? Yes. It very easily could have been, I mean, she's not a doctor. She could have OD'd him. She probably could have, but at that point it had been a couple hours. So his blood was already rebuilding because that's Mm. one you know, your blood does that yeah. f- relatively quickly. She was also giving yeah, him maybe fo- if you're a mutant, if you're a mutant, uh, but she was giving him food as well because she, you know, she mixed it in with juice mm-hmm. and I'm sure she sat him down and forced him to eat something else. She may not be a doctor, but she's not stupid. Yeah. Um, and I think it takes a good amount of sleeping pills to <laughs> OD. So let's try. Okay. Hold okay. on. We're going to go do an experiment. We'll be right <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, he still wakes up completely untrusting of Locke until Shannon's the one who has the gun. She's the one with the real gun. Shannon's got a gun. Locke just has a metaphorical gun. Oh, and a real gun. Well, he had a real gun. He had he gave a real it up. gun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, my last point, and I think our last point today, mm-hmm. I it really kind of got me a little bit that Saeed was trying to step up. Uh, for Shannon after Boone died, like he w- he was trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, considering uh, Boone uh, warned him that she uses people, you'd think he'd be supportive, but not so aggressive with his support. Uh, you know, like saying something at his funeral, for example. I didn't know him, but he sure seemed like a swell guy. I'm going to go make out with his sister now. Uh, that, you know, but I, I feel like uh, that he wouldn't have been so aggressive and overt like that, knowing what he knew about her. I to, to get her to a place where she felt comfortable asking him to kill a dude. I actually, we really are conflicted on this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he may have just been trying to be that her person. Yeah. If you're familiar with Grey's Anatomy, um, somebody for I know it wasn't for you. Um, people, somebody to lean on because mm-hmm. her person was gone. She yeah. had, like I said earlier, her reaction doesn't really surprise me. She needed a way to mourn, and mm-hmm. he was trying to be somebody for her to lean on. 
And I don't think he was being overly aggressive by giving a eulogy. I think he was doing what she couldn't do Mm -hmm. and was helping her maybe to vocalize something that she might have wanted to say. Yeah. But she couldn't because she at that point was blank and had no words yeah I, I, let's see uh angel in the chat room says uh don't say the word anything uh when someone asks you if you're willing to do something for them another lesson learned <laughs> yeah and elise says sawyer is my favorite character i'm glad to see y'all appreciating this ironic moment he's an <laughs> onion there are layers there uh but <laughs> y- you know i feel like if nothing else by the end of this episode regardless of how you feel about saeed stepping up which i personally thought was a little over the top i feel like saving Locke probably put their relationship in a deep deep freeze. oh yeah oh yeah uh, which is probably better because she's obviously willing to kill she's obviously psychotic mm-hmm. and he can probably do better anyway the only danger now is the fact that there's nobody to control her yeah that's very true. he at least had his hand on the control basically mm-hmm. with that or Boone did, and now Boone's gone, and she has pushed Saeed away. I actually yeah. think they will get back together. Yeah, my thing too is why is everyone in the group not like locking her up or keeping, what are they going to do? They don't keeping, have keeping an eye on her at least because I mean she went and stole their gun and then threatened one of the people on the island, uh, even though Jack said he was untrustworthy. You know, I'm just saying. I don't know, man. Just asking questions, folks. Asking all the questions, man. Asking all the questions. Okay, well, I guess the time has come. The time has come. For our arbitrary scale, where we decide, based on an arbitrary scale that I come up with, what we think about this episode. Okay, so Anne-Marie, out of 917 Hurley solos, which is the amount I hope are in the rest of the series, how many Hurley solos do you give this episode? 895. Why? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good? I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I don't have any major complaints complaints yeah um good things happen bad things happen things moved forward Mm-hmm. which, you know, there have been those episodes where they just sort of stand still. Yeah. So there's that. That's fair. Right. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, Michael Lucero gives it uh, 910 Hurley solos, mm-hmm. uh, one of them being a, a song by Great Big C. Uh, as for me, I'm going to give it 850 Hurley solos, a little bit lower, just because my feelings on Saeed pulled back and forth so many times in this episode. Like, on the one hand, I really like the kind of depth they gave him. I like the fact that he was willing to admit that other people are smarter than him and might know better than him. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I did think it was a little—he was a little over the top with Shannon, mm-hmm. and he he caused his friend's death mm-hmm. uh, for a girl. So you know, it's a half one, half dozen of the other. Joel from Portland in the chat room though agrees with me. Eight hundred and fifty Hurley solos. It's a moving forward show. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely. Like it feels like from here on out, we're going to be crazy. Right. So yeah, good. I like uh, I, that's like my favorite part of like a season. Yeah, I'm excited to be at the end of the season. We have three episodes left, mm-hmm. uh, roughly uh, three episodes of this podcast anyway left, uh, which will be uh, probably wrapping up in the next week and a half if you're listening in real time. Uh, but let's see here. Okay, what we would love for you to do though, yes. we love feedback, and we know some people don't want to send feedback because you've watched the show before. You don't want to spoil us. That's okay. Why don't you send us your favorite episode with a non-spoilery explanation of why? It can be from the, out the entire series. Uh, you can do that, or you can send us something about a specific 
episode, just make sure you label your feedback so we don't listen to it before we get to that episode. Mm-hmm. The email is we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash we're so lost. The Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And let's see, over in the chat room, Angel T is giving it 870 Hurley solos. And Elise is giving it 887. It's not the best, but it's far from the worst. Did it the show air during the writer's strike? I think it did. See, I'm looking forward to those episodes. <laughs> I enjoy oh, the writer's strike, a.k.a. the b- birth of reality TV. I hear they had a crossover with Heroes. Uh, we have a voicemail from Don O'War. Take it away. Hi, Dylan and Marie. It's Don O'War. How hey. are you? Hey. I'm listening to um, – I just finished an uh, episode of We're So Lost, okay. um, driving to Indianapolis. So nice. uh, thanks for entertaining me while I'm on my way. I hope you didn't You're get welcome. lost. I thought I'd call in to let you know. Um, I thought it was really cool, the part, like, where you guys hated Son and Jennifer, so now you come over, like, because mm-hmm. we all did that, and it's awesome, right? That's, like, what this <laughs> show is so good at. Is like making you think one thing and then turning it upside down, and uh, and same for Once Upon a Time. Like at least in the beginning, right? Like everybody, like mm-hmm. even Regina, the most evilest villain, is, um, has a reason, right? And that, that's why these shows are so similar. But um, I don't want to get back to that right now. I want to talk about Kate because you guys are like, I hate Kate, which I thought was interesting because I didn't hate Kate at this point in the series at all. But people did. People really did. That implies that you hated her later in the series. It does. So that means like we're going to hate her that more. That means we're probably right, maybe. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, I, I had... Like, I developed that Kate hatred at a different point in the series. <laughs> um, yeah, Kate, she's like that for a lot of people. I don't know why. She just is. I, you know, and you want to, I mean, as a woman, you know, you want to like the strong woman. Thank but you. Maybe sometimes you just don't. You just don't. Kate might just be like that. Um, all right, so what else does I have to say? Okay, great. All right. Th- at this point in the series, I think uh, the questions that you guys haven't been asking that we were asking is, uh, uh, okay, number one, where are uh, who packed all the tarps? There's a lot of tarps on that plane. One, there's like endless tarps. That's I think true. that was a big, a big topic of conversation. Endless tarps, and um, the other one, uh, who packed the axe? That's what really what I want right? to know. Who packed? Wouldn't they have? They probably that, had one in the plane. Yeah, isn't that some sort of fire regulation or something? I don't know. But on a plane? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somebody was going somewhere on that plane, packed an axe. <laughs> so what was that about? <laughs> and uh, the third thing, um, where did they go to the bathroom? But I guess you can ask that about every TV show. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, I'm enjoying... They have a whole island. They, I listening know. Listening to you guys watching Lost, so keep on watching. I like the... Um, <laughs> the uh, I, got, I got a bunch of episodes just now. I think I, I heard you talk about three of them now. Like this week and that's awesome because uh, I thought oh no this is going to be really painful for me to get to the end it's going to take them years <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah so I'm all for speeding it up over the vacation and then uh, next year you guys spent the hiatus for Gotham can do Buffy and then after you're done with that then you watch Angel right okay bye which what I, I, I didn't hear what that was at the end what was that hi Dylan and Buffy and Buffy. then after you're done with that then you watch Angel Buffy. right okay Angel. bye yeah, Buffy, Buffy, an angel. Buffy's an angel. And 
I Don has our schedule worked Don, out for the next couple I'm years. I'm not doing Buffy and Angel. I'm but sorry. Th- thank you very much, <laughs> thank Don. You, yes. If you would like to send an entertaining voicemail or a non-entertaining one, mm-hmm. uh, voicemail number is four two four two seven four two three five two. The Twitter's at We're So Lost. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash We're So Lost. And the email is We're So Lost Podcast at gmail.com. I, now, I would definitely like to thank all of our chatters. Absolutely. And I'm uh, still over here looking up if there's an axe in a cockpit. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Michael and Joel and uh, Angel and Elise tonight. Uh, we definitely appreciate <gasps> wow. you joining us live, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Uh, now, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me Googling weird things during our podcast. No, um, you can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone or check out my blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. Yeah, wiki answers. Is, we're just going to walk away from that. <laughs> okay, as for me, you can follow me online at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at UniverseBox.com. And I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to plug our Patreon again since we have it kind yes, of revamped please. and revitalized for the new year. By the time you hear this, they'll probably be – we'll have a nice video up there too i'm going to produce a nice video this weekend for sure but it's patreon.com slash universe box okay no slash universe wow patreon.com slash sorry i was hearing other things yeah there's a loud there's a really loud motorcycle outside but we're gonna go i don't know whose motorcycle that is i'm feeling i'm feeling i don't know what's going on because we're so so lost That was a really loud motorcycle, though. Uh, right? Okay, yeah. so I'm not crazy. Like yeah, it was it was super loud. It was so loud it distracted me and I thought you said the wrong website. That's why I was <laughs> like, wait, that's wrong. And no, it wasn't.